You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day for Wednesday, May 26th. As always, I am your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always, the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, or Off the Bench Baseball, or my more pop culture entertainment beat of things, if that's your thing, at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Bloody Disgusting, Film Cred, and more, and hopefully many more to come. But most importantly, of this year Lockdown Padres podcast, though, guys, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or at my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's J-A-V. I-I-P-E-N-O. Hit me up on there or the the show account, whatever, with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to get back to you and interact and all that because I love interacting with the fans and whatnot. Lately, but doing a thing, if you send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcasts app, uh, if in the review you leave a question, it is guaranteed to be answered on the show. And one of those will be answered on the show today, actually at the end. Really exciting stuff, right? Uh, but first, guys, today's episode is brought to you by Locked on MLB. Have you ever heard of it? It's a great podcast. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia of Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully, every day on Lockdown MLB for a unique look at the majors, both past and present, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from Lockdown MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis, of course, on the biggest stories of the day. Lockdown MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcast, guys. It's been a while since I've been on there and having a beef with Sully. Saying, what's going on, man? You just refuse to have me on the pod? Coward. He, he's too scared of our might, my Friar Faithful homies. He's too scared of what would happen if I was on that podcast to eviscerate the notion that there's any team greater and more exciting than your San Diego Padres. And let me tell you, last night was a great example of that. We're going to cover the game a little bit. Going to talk about the Brewers and just my... My kind of take on them a little bit and give my my quick peek uh, uh, preview. I get not even preview, but just my thoughts on a potential playoff matchup and how they are arguably the number one team I would not want to face if it came to it. And then going to be answering, like I said, uh, a listener question at the end. Uh, not a super uh, chunky podcast today, so let's just let's just get right into it. You know, not too much to talk about in my opinion anyway. Uh, last night, guys, the Padres won a good one. Nice bounce back game after getting basically completely shut out by Corbin Burns and only scoring in the the, the basically the top of the ninth inning uh, against Josh Hader and Perdomo the other day. Uh, they were awesome. Seven to one, guys. Seven to one. A really good score, especially considering Mr. Corbin Burns was pitching for the opposing team. And Corbin Burns has been very good. And even last night, I thought he looked pretty good. His final line is six innings, four earned runs on two hits, walking three, strikeout seven. That's not that bad. And in my opinion, it was the rare instance of like some small ball, smart, and, 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 and to a degree, lucky kind of hits going their way for the Padres. You know, Jerks and Profar getting a ground ball that goes his way. Uh... Victor Caratini getting the technical uh, steal of home plate after Hassan Kim was able to steal second base. They try to get him back at home, and Puerto Rican power, Victor Caratini comes through. And at that point, it's 2-0, basically, because then Jerickson Profer gets that aforementioned single. Um, And at that point, I was like, wow, 
already that's huge for the Pirates because Corbin Burns is really, 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 really good. Uh, let me tell you guys. And they end up scoring a little bit more thanks to a sacrifice fly from Tatis and a single from Eric Hosmer. But for the most part, you see what I'm saying? Not a lot of they weren't hitting the ball particularly hard. This was not a high exit velo game or anything like that. Not a bunch of hard hit balls, but they were able to take advantage of some of the walks, some of the hit by pitches, some of the stolen bases and stuff. And they actually stole six bases. In total last night, one from Tommy Pham, one from Jerickson Profar, one from El Nino himself, Fernando Tatis Jr., one from Eric Hosmer, one from Victor Caratini, and one from Hasao Kim. I know the, the Victor Caratini thing wasn't as straight up, but still, bottom line is they were running around and it was really, it's so exciting. And I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. Very, very quick thing I, before I get into the rest of my my takes on the game, um, that they've been experimenting with some, basically the Andy Pettit-esque, if you guys watched him, I don't know the exact, it's like you can't use your left foot for a pickoff attempt, it's something like that, I don't I don't have it right in front of me right now, I'm in a little bit of a rush, but uh, basically it's been resulting in the minors, they've been experimenting with some rule changes, and it's resulted in a lot more stolen base attempts. In my opinion, early first impression, I like that. Story, stolen base is kind of rule. They're kind of exciting. I don't know about you guys. I'm not just saying that as someone who plays fantasy baseball and wants more stolen bases or anything like that. No, like I actually do think that it's a pretty exciting play. But anyway, back to the game. Um, so yeah, Corbin Burns, one of those guys that has been absolutely on a roll this year. It raised his ERA to 2.33 on the season, and that goes to show you just how dominant he's been. It raised his ERA to 2.3. Uh, before heading into the game, he had a 1.79. Basically, was been, I mean, he had the record before Garrett Cole broke it for most for most strikeouts without a walk to begin a season, I believe. It was incredible. And then Garrett Cole broke it like a week later because also Corbin Burns got hurt. Um, yeah, he was just absolutely unbelievable. He killed the Padres the last time he faced them uh, on April 20th, going six innings, giving up no runs, four hits, 10 Ks. Absolutely unreal start for Corbin Burns. That guy's legit. Um, and I fear him. I fear him greatly. But also, you know who else people should fear? Mr. Joe Musgrove. Who had a good game, and you wouldn't think so just based on the fact that he only goes four—he only goes four and two thirds, but he only gave up one hit and only walked one batter, no runs, getting six strikeouts, ended up having uh, 84 pitches, and while that's not a quality star and it's not enough to get a win or anything, bottom line is he looks pretty good. Not quite untouchable. I don't think he threw his curveball nearly as much as usual, but the slider was working effectively enough. And while he wasn't generating too many whiffs on all of those pitches, uh, people weren't really hitting him hard, and he did his job. Uh, so once again, I must reiterate for everybody that was saying Joe Musgrove hasn't been the same since the no-hitter. First of all, yeah, okay, he's not going to keep up, you know, no-hitting every team in the league. Uh, he's still an absolutely overqualified, unbelievable number three starter on this team right now. And is a big reason that the Padres have had some of the best pitching in all of baseball. To be exact, they currently lead the, the league in ERA. They currently lead the league in batting average against. And they currently are second in the league in walks and hits per inning, otherwise known as WHIP. Just to give you guys a little bit of context, that is bolstered by a great bullpen too, but just to give you some context, Musgrove has been unbelievable, and it's amazing to look back at how few teams were apparently in on trading for this guy. Uh, people were overlooking and saying, oh, I don't know, I mean, he's he was kind of an afterthought based on the, the offseason that the Padres had, and it turns out that he's been absolutely phenomenal for the team. So shouts to Joe Musgrove. And other thing I want to say is someone actually tweeted at me uh, the other day, bringing up, uh, you know, kind of adding on to my point where I talked about Tommy Pham yesterday and the fact that he drew four walks in that one game over the weekend, which was just remarkable. Um, 
coming from at Brandon Evans 619. Fam's OPS is now 768 in May after being 509 in April. He's only a few walks and extra base hits away from May OPS, matching his career norm of 819. Still doesn't look that pretty, but whatever he's been doing the last two weeks is working. I agree. I'm still worried about certain aspects of Tommy Fam's game. I still think that the power just seems like it's not really there. He has two home runs on the season, but just in general, I am there's 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 a part of me that thinks this guy might just hit only like 10 home runs, you know? And to a degree, I don't mind that because we already have all the home run guys. So that's what I'm saying. It looks like he's the one of the things about Tommy Pham is he was so bad at the beginning of the season that it almost wouldn't he had to get better at in some way. So the question now is just whether he's not he's gonna be a solid little contributor like a Jerickson Profar or he's gonna be like an A tier contributor like a Trent Grisham. You know what I mean? He's not gonna be an S tier guy like Tatis and Machado, but can he be that A tier, you know, maybe I would argue Trent Grisham might be an S tier player in terms of just the if you did a tier uh, system based on just Padres' current players, I argue Trey Grisham might be in the S tier right now. Um, but saying the A tier along with someone like maybe Eric Hosmer, Will Myers, um, instead of just being a okay contributor, that's what I'm hoping. Hopefully he figures it out because, you know, I'm not rooting against the guy. I hope he does well. And he was one of the guys that I really went out of lip for uh, preseason. I thought he was going to be absolutely phenomenal, and he hasn't yet. Uh, and hopefully he starts getting hits that really matter. I brought this up yesterday on the podcast where, you know, it's all good when you get a triple when we're down 7-1. Like, that's cool. I'm glad that it's raising your stats a little bit and you're getting better at, you know, playing baseball and getting into a little bit of a groove. But it's not necessarily helping the team exactly. So hopefully he can be great, especially with Grisham and Machado out. It'd be great if Fam can really take over in these leadoff spots that he's been getting the past few nights. But before we continue talking about some stuff, guys, I need to talk to you about Wealthfront. Guys, investing can be complicated, but thanks to Wealthfront, they're, they're helping to do it for you. They make it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Uh, they can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds, personalized just for you in minutes with all the preferences that you want. Uh, you know, no, no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. It's really great. Um, Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest really cool for the average client. Their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low 0.25% advisory fee. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash MLB. Remember, guys, for your first 5000 managed for free, that is Wealthfront.com, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash MLB to start growing your savings today. And now, guys, also got to talk I gotta talk to you about the Built Bars, man. They're the best tasty protein bars on the planet. We know this. Covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And what I love about the most, great variety of flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint, brownie, peanut butter, rally, double chocolate, salsa, caramel, birthday cake, all sorts of things in their, their The birthday cake flavors, speaking of the witch, there's all these limited time flavors that they have sporadically throughout the week. So you never know what you're going to get. They have that Ben & Jerry's vibe going where there's just some gajillion flavors and they all taste super good. And of course, they're protein bars, which means they're healthy for you. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar and only four grams net carbs very cool guys very cool so go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your first order remember that is promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com and now guys what i wanted to talk about really quickly is just a little bit of a focus on the brewers because in fairness you know i just kind of allude to this joe musgrove was was effective yesterday 
But that 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 Brewers offense is really kind of lackluster, man. It's really bad. And unlike, say, a team like the Mets, who I think are just performing really poorly right now, Francisco Lindor, my king, my king, next to Tatis, of course, next to Tatis, but before Tatis, he was my favorite player in the league. Um, my king is just awful right now. Francisco Lindor batting an astoundingly low, I mean astoundingly, astoundingly low, batting average of 185 with a 294 on base percentage 272 slugging holy crap francisco lindor please you're you're one of the you're from the homelands you're from puerto rico i need you to do better man you're like my king i love him so much but anyway that team's struggling right now and also in fairness they have a lot of guys that are hurt but the brewers they, they on paper their offense also also isn't all that good either so in fairness joe musgrove while he did have a nice outing and he was effective same thing with the bullpen um it's not like he was pitching against, you know, the Dodgers or like the 27 Yankees or anything like that. Um, but what I do think is this team, and I said this early in the year, and I think I said this with my my chat with Jake Mastriani of Lockdown Brewers. And it's that this Brewers team reminds me of some of those Mets teams from a few years ago, like the 2016, 2017, around that stretch where they just had two great starters. You know, Jacob DeGrom and then Noah Syndergaard. You can even argue back when they had Matt Harvey and he was okay for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, they had all this pitching and not really a whole lot of offense. The Brewers kind of remind me of that. And the Brewers are one of those teams. They're 24-24 and 24 right now. Out of all the teams in the NL, I've been wondering, like, if the Padres say they don't win the division, which is... I don't want to start making assumptions because it is really early. And the Dodgers, in fairness, I know I'm not doing Dodger loving right now, but they do have a lot of injuries uh, with, you know, Corey Seager and Cody Bellinger and Dustin Mays out for the season. Tony Gonsolin's hurt. You know, they do have a lot of impactful injuries on that team right now. Even A.J. Pollock kind of matters for them. So they're going through a lot. And despite that, they're still 30 and 18. So the Dodgers, I still think as of now, the smart bet is that they win the division. But let's just say for a second that um, – you know, they end up, the Padres, I mean, end up having to do the wild card. I'm just looking right now at potential teams that the Padres can end up facing, right? So the Giants is one of them. They're currently 29 and 19. They've been the island of misfit toys. That's what I call them a lot, where you've got all these kind of random players on that team that are doing well. You have Kevin Gosman, who had an excellent start yesterday going five innings, striking out nine uh, in what ended up being a wipeout win for the Giants. So that team's annoying the San Francisco Giants, but I don't know if I fear them quite as much as I do the Brewers. There's in a one-game potential wildcard playoff, I do fear the Brewers a little bit more because I genuinely think that Woodruff and Corbin Burns are excellent. You know, the latter of those two. Uh, Corbin Burns, his curveball, you know what people are batting against that this year? 56. That's right, below 100 at 56 this year. And then his cutter, which is supposed to use pitch, 154. It's just that thing is vicious, man. The movement on it, just the the velocity. It's just a vicious guy to watch pitch. And like I said yesterday, I don't think Corbin Burns was bad. I just think that the Pirates managed to hit him, and the Pirates have been on a bit of a roll lately, honestly, offensively, and they figured out a way to win. But I'd fear them. And Brandon Woodruff is a guy that he throws, you know, an 85 mile an hour pitch, then all of a sudden 97, then all of a sudden 85 or whatever, a little curveball, then 97. He's like a very disorienting pitcher to watch in terms of an offense. It's very frustrating. So I'd be terrified to face those two teams and the Padres haven't played particularly well against them I know they don't have that like swagger as some other teams 
You know what I mean? They don't have that like intense, oh my God, this team is like say the Padres, for example. The Padres have that kind of, you know, outgoing swagger to the team that makes them really scary if you were to face them in the playoffs. Even if Dodgers fans are pretending they're not scared of the Padres sometimes, uh, you know, there's there's a definite fear there. Uh the Brewers just don't have like that blockbuster a-listers in terms of their personalities, I guess. You know what I mean? They don't have any of these guys that people particularly know about. I, I would argue that people, most fa- people, they maybe only know about Christian Yelich on the team. I think they're starting to learn, and sooner or later, Corbin Burns and Brandon um, Woodruff are going to become A-listers. But and anyway, I don't even know what I'm getting into. Uh, in terms of other teams, though, in the NL that I look at, you know, you look at the Mets, you look at Atlanta. Basically, the entire NL East is a little bit up for grabs that the Padres could end up facing in a wild card. I think the Mets win that division. I am really worried about Atlanta's pitching. I don't think Max Fried is a top quality for sure thing ace. He hasn't been that awesome this year. 4.63 ERA on the season. And then, you know, Charlie Morton is looking like a guy that is, I want him in a playoff game, maybe Charlie Morton, but in a one game playoff game as your ace, I don't know. But he's, he's just hasn't been uh, that elite. He's getting up there in age. Ian Anderson, okay. Drew Smiley, eh. And it sounds like Mike Soroka, who was supposed to be one of their aces that was out all of last season, sounds like he's going to be out uh, potentially for the whole year. He might be done. Uh, he hit a huge setback, so that's not necessarily a team. The Mets, I would fear more than the Braves, and I know LOL Mets, and they never hit, and they're all this stuff, but I just, I'm buying too much about that team on paper. I just don't think that a team with Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, Dominic Smith, Francisco Lindor, James McCann, Michael Conforto, I'm just not buying that that's going to be one of the worst offenses in baseball. And right now, just to give you perspective, they're 27th in batting average, 18th in on-base percentage, 30th in runs, 29th in home runs, 29th in slugging. So if you guys think the Padres' offense has been bad at points, the, the Mets is worse than the Padres when they were at their worst a few weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how bad the Mets have been. But I'm not necessarily buying that. And in a one-game playoff, Jacob deGrom, eh, I'm not trying to go up against that. I don't know about you guys, but I'd rather face, I think for me, the teams that I fear most are the Brewers and Mets in a potential NL wilds card. Philadelphia, I think you could hit Aaron Nola. I like him. I think he's an ace quality guy, but he doesn't instill fear in me, if that makes sense. I love that guy's pitch mix too. I love that he's basically throws four pitches all an equal amount of time for the most part. Um, I haven't checked the numbers on that for this year, but that's basically the type of pitcher he is. The Cubs... I am more than happy to face Kyle Hendricks if it comes to that. Good pitcher, good pitcher, and I think he's going to hopefully figure it out, uh, but not necessarily uh, terrified of that team and their offense and whatnot, although they do have a little bit of that that narrative thing with the they've been here before, so that could become an issue. And then with the Cardinals, uh, Jack Flaherty doesn't instill too much fear in me either, and we beat them last year, so I would be more than... Uh, not too concerned. So I'd say that in terms of teams that I don't want to face, Brewers and Mets in an NL one NL wild card, I'd say it goes Mets number one. I don't want to face that team, and then number two, I don't want to face Milwaukee. I just I just do not want to deal with Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns. I think those guys are 100% legit. And if you're not watching them, and if you just want to watch, if you're someone who just genuinely likes watching pitching, uh, t- turn on the TV when you see those guys because not enough people are talking about them in my opinion. But now, guys, let me talk to you about something that also 
you need to keep your eye on it, guys. That is betonline.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season, obviously, full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online, And they have all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including not just baseball, of course. They have the NBA. They have the NHL. Both of those two that are in playoffs right now. You know, really fun playoff games. I've been watching a little bit of hockey lately. I don't know why. Uh, and all of your UFC MMA action, they've got everything on there. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON, guys. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, and we are back now. Talking here on this Lockdown Padres podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we're sitting cool and what have you. Feeling good, feeling good. Tonight's game, just to, to, to reference, tonight's game is Chris Paddock going. And the reason why I want to bring that up is because it's actually Chris Paddock versus Eric Lauer. Potential, is Eric Lauer going to have a revenge game against the Padres? I don't know. I don't think Eric Lauer is that particularly good. Although, in fairness, he's got a 2.81 ERA on his, on his season so far, so he hasn't been terrible. Um, but Chris Paddock has been a little bit on a roll lately. Been talking about him. As your fourth or fifth starter, he's getting the job done, and I'm hoping that he can kind of keep it up. 1.27 whip is very good for him, I'd say, especially after the, the disaster of last year. People aren't absolutely destroying him as much as usual, and especially against this really lackluster Brewers lineup. I'm hoping that he can improve. But that ties into a question that I got via the Apple Podcasts review section from Mr. Chargers619760. COVID superpowers as the topic that he says, guys. Love the pod. Question for you. Why are so many MLB players catching COVID and then coming back looking like they have superpowers? Tatis is the obvious example, but even Chris Paddock, Labor Torres, etc. So this is an incredible take. Mr. Chargers 619760. An absolutely phenomenal take on your part. Not to treat the whole thing like it's, you know, let's let's be careful, it's a very serious thing, uh, COVID-19. But um, first of all, just the two of the guys that you mentioned there, both Tatis and Gleyber Torres, I think, well, Gleyber Torres, I actually, he hadn't been that bad beforehand. He just wasn't hitting home runs. And he still had like a 250, 260 batting average. You know, he wasn't Lindor. It's just that he didn't have any home runs until recently. And now he's playing a lot better. It's almost like Gleyber Torres is like a decent player, and we should stop freaking out after one month of baseball. Um, And Tatis had been a little bit on a roll before that anyway, so I do disagree with this assertion, although I'd love to look at it just a little bit more. I think Alex Bregman, now I'm just thinking of names, I think Alex Bregman early on uh, in the season had a, yeah, I think the the Astros, yeah, the Astros had a little bit of a, a mini outbreak, and then Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, they come back, and then they're awesome. But in fairness, look at the guys I just named. Alex Bregman, Jordan Alvarez. Unfortunately, not to bring up the Astros too much on here, but we are going to be playing them soon, so it's kind of relevant. Um, both of those guys are unfortunately very good. I don't particularly like Alex Bregman. I feel like Jordan Alvarez, we can... We're able to kind of remove him from the Astros thing a little bit because he's just young and incredible. Barrels everything. Just an absolutely complete batter that might be, I don't know. I don't know, man. Jordan Alvarez scares me. That, that guy can hit. Hopefully he doesn't hit against us uh, on Friday. You know, I really hope he doesn't. Um, but I love it. This is a funny little idea. And in fairness, also with your COVID superpowers point, there isn't as many positive tests as, say, 
what was happening last year, right? I'd love to look at last year if there was any players that were hitting better. Again, I really think that this is just a bottom line of just players are playing better. You know what I mean? It's not like some, this isn't like some Jeremy Lin-esque tier like type of player is coming in. It's not like J.P. Crawford of the Mariners got COVID or something like that. It's just a random player I thought of uh, just came in and started batting 450 or anything like that. Adolis Garcia is this year's arguably biggest breakout I can think of right now. He has like 16, 15, 16 home runs already. He's been unbelievable. I don't think he had COVID or anything like that. So uh, I respect the correlation you're trying to make there, my friend. And also, if it is true, then, hey, hopefully Will Myers, who just got back, who said he was really having a blast rooting for the Padres and being a Padres fan, hopefully he comes back and because he was back the other day, and hopefully he's just awesome. Will Myers, by the way, um, has not been playing particularly well as of late. Basically, after those first like three or so weeks of whatnot for the season, um, you look at Myers on the season. He's batting 235 with a 326 on base, 383 slugging. That looks a lot similar to the Will Myers of the past. So that's a little bit of a thing I'd like to keep an eye on. Hopefully, Will Myers isn't regressing too much. That would be really bad for the Pirates. But in fairness, what I do like is his walk-to-strikeout ratio. Not too bad right now. 16 walks to 31 strikeouts on the season. And in fairness, he's just coming off of COVID. And just in general, just not having a great month so far of May. He's played 12 games, batting 167 with a 262 on base. So hopefully he starts improving. I still think that there have been things about Myers that we've seen uh, over the course of the, the beginning of this season and last season where he's not being fooled as much by off-speed pitches as much as he used to be. He hit all of his home runs, all of his power stuff on fastballs, you know, a little bit up in the zone and all that stuff. And now it's, you know, curveballs and stuff like that he's managing to hit better, just as an example. So hopefully he can improve that. Uh, and hopefully your coach. COVID superpowers theory kind of rings true for him. But otherwise, uh, it's been nice, honestly, and all honesty, that there haven't been too many uh, positive cases and whatnot. In all seriousness, it's great to see that the sport is kind of bouncing back after last year, which was a disaster. I mean, remember the Marlins-Philly situation when the entire Marlins, they decided to play? Yeah, by the way, uh, don't think I've forgotten about the kind of selfish, ridiculous act of the Marlins when that happened. And I, I like that Marlins team, by the way, but for them to somehow have the ability to decide that they're going to play and they play a game against Phillies and they have this whole outbreak. We thought the season might get canceled at some point. Just nice to see that uh, things are improving across the league. Uh, but with that said, guys, before we wrap things up officially, let me just talk to you about the Locked On Today podcast, guys. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with this here podcast, guys. It is hosted by the legendary, the scintillating, sensational, magnificent Peter Bukowski on the latest news. He updates you on the latest news at every major sport with the help of our local experts, including sometimes yours truly. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, guys. In terms of the future of this podcast, tomorrow, going to be recapping the game between the Padres and the Brewers, obviously. Going to also answer another question that was sent in the Apple Podcast app. So be sure to do that if you haven't already. Because just ask all the people. I've answered everybody's questions for sure. Uh, so we're going to talk about another one of the questions that was sent in yesterday. A little bit more of a serious one. Uh, so that should be fun. And then also stay tuned tomorrow for the beginning of the game between the Padres and Brewers. I'm going to be on Locker Room. I'm going to be going live. Follow me on Locker Room, the app, Javier Reyes, J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S, for the beginning of the game, for the a little bit of a watch-along sort of thing. I think that's going to be a whole lot of fun. And then also later this week, I'm going to be doing a podcast crossover with the Lockdown Astros guys, Brett Chancey and Eric Heisman. That should be a lot of fun previewing this upcoming series, this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, so uh, it's a nice thing to look forward to. we got Memorial Day weekend and a Padres-Astros kind 
kind of a showdown. That should be a lot of fun, man. We know how the last time how it turned out, so that should be a really great discussion. But yes, guys, uh, the times are going good, I must say. And I hope the times are going good for you, too. You know, it's not easy living on this little place we call Earth. You know, it's been tough this last year. So I hope you're doing well. I hope you're with your loved ones and just, I don't know. I hope you're having good vibes. I, I just hope everybody's doing all right. You know, that's all I could hope for right now. I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a softy mood right now. I just hope you're all doing great, guys. Uh, but that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. doesn't matter where it is. Just just check it out. Uh, and also send me some five-star views in the Apple Podcasts app. Again, last time I'll say it, uh, because you will be guaranteed, if you write in the review section, uh, a question answered here on the show. If you write in the review section. Because I, of course, as you guys know, love to bribe people for five-star reviews. Remember to follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Fire Faithful homies, take care.